Hey, dear Tyler. Good morning, and how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you are fine. I hope your week is going well. Um, I don't know. I'm just like particularly pumped up and excited for today's episode. But before that, um, I made a promise that I intend to keep. You know, and so there's this media platform that has been such a blessing to me. As an individual, such a blessing to dear Tyler. They've given us so much visibility. Jollof Radio. You guys should please, please, you know, follow them. Um, this is me just in my own way saying thank you to them. They've really done a lot. You can't imagine. Like sharing our posts, sharing our content, you know, just giving us great visibility. So I would love you guys, you know, check out Jollof Radio on Instagram. It's on Instagram there, Jollof Jalof Radio Media so you could check them out they're amazing amazing people and then you can download their app and then listen to Dear Tyler via their app or you could listen to other podcasts which are also equally amazing so many great contents there then it also serves as a radio platform so if you're into kind of like music and you just want to have different selection of songs for you being played you know you know just having that whole radio feel on your mobile device, you can check out Jollof Radio. They're such an exceptional organization, right? So please do that. And yeah, God bless you, right? So today, today's episode is kind of like pre-recorded, right? So I had an interview with an amazing friend of mine. Her story is so compelling. It's a beautiful, quite um, touching story. But then it's a story of how people navigate through loss, right um, especially the loss of a loved one and a lot of people have reached me you know having to navigate through those moments and you know for me it's been very difficult because um i won't say that i've ever experienced a major loss in my life so i don't think i have the words neither the words nor the experience to be able to share such thoughts with you so um I just, you know, had to reach out to her and she was so benevolent, you know, so open enough, extremely vulnerable. And it's such a beautiful story, such a beautiful story. So that's what we're going to be listening to today, right? And so that's why I titled it um, Faded Uniform, Forever Loved, right? Faded Uniform, Forever Loved. Don't worry, you'll get the whole picture um, of it. Right, so the next part you're going to hear is my interview with her, and it's going to be amazing. And then immediately after that, I'll be back, you know, just to share my thoughts, and then we'll pray together. It's a pretty long episode, right? So I wanted to break it into part one and two, but I just felt like somehow that the story would be a little bit disjointed, and I just wanted to leave it, you know, free, an hour plus. So it's it's a good listen, trust me. You'll really enjoy it, right? So yeah, see you soon. So I'm here with my special, special guest. Um, today is going to be very, very amazing. Uh, so let's start with my guest, and I'd like her to introduce herself. So just tell us your name, where you are from, how many children you have, how many children you want to have, <laughs> and all. So, yeah. Hey. Good morning. Um, my name is 
Janet Beatrice Kwajafa. I'm from Borno State and I'm a privileged mother of a beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. Her name is Daniela. Okay. Alright, so thank you for having us. It's uh, it's an honor and it's a privilege to um, be with you. So first question. Did you ever think you would be married to a military person? <laughs> oh. Um yes. So that was the plan when you were like small. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um Okay. At I think when I was a teenager, I didn't like the idea of the military uniform and all that. But I think when I was in my university, these two two hundred three hundred level, I met one military guy, very nice, and he changed my perspective about the military people. But somehow, somehow, along the line, we didn't get married. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had finished building the castle in the air, and I was going to marry a military man, and all that. So, but it didn't work out. And God knows the reason why it didn't work out. Yeah. So, where did you school? Um, I school at University of Midori. Those are the strong people. That's the reason why you marry military people. Like, well, after you... Experience? Did you have experience like the whole Boko Haram attack in yes, school? Yes. Can yes. you narrate one instance? <laughs> okay, I could remember one March fourteen. Yeah, my birthday. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was March 14, 2014 when I think the popular military barracks, the Giwa barracks, was attacked or something. Hi, it was a very terrible day for us at school. You could hear bomb shots, bomb blasts. People were running, like we're on our beds. We have to sit on the floor, kneeling beside the wardrobe, so you don't even stay close to window. Windows. Yeah, because of the bullets, the spray bullets, and all that was in school then. I think that was my most terrifying events in Meiduguri, and then subsequently those bomb blasts and the rest. It became normal. <laughs> we, so you're used to it? No, like... not, not used to it per se, but because of how the frequency of your occurrence, you know, you could just be in class and you just hear a blast. You could just be in your room and you hear a blast. You could just be anywhere in church and you hear a blast. And back there for us, school was like the safest place. So uh, we didn't really... So was the barracks near the school? Not really. It wasn't. It wasn't near the school. But the, that day, the whole town was just confused. It was upside down, honestly. Okay. So what did you study in school? Um, I studied economics. Okay. Uh, me and economics, me economics, accounting. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I studied economics. Okay. Yes. Alright, so... Uh, how did you meet your husband and how did he toast you? <laughs> okay. After my breakup with the first military man, the military officer. So I just saw a message pop on my WhatsApp. 
having his picture with his military uniform. So I felt he's one of his friends coming to beg me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we started chatting and he introduced himself. I said, okay, ah, this one is a military guy. So I was just expecting him to say, eh, please, oh, because that one was meeting people to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I was thinking he was one of his friends. And we started talking. We became friends. He was in Lagos then. Just a few days later, he told me, me I've made up my mind. I love when I'm going to marry you. I said, that was rude. <laughs> I said, that is rude. You've not even seen me. You don't even know how I look. But he said, no, don't worry. I'm coming to Abuja. And before I knew it, so he was in Abuja. He came and we met. So I was like, ah, these military people safe. So he went back. I saw how serious he was. I think in the month, he came to Abuja two times. That means he was serious. He was serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From, Lagos. from Lagos. Considering the tight schedule, I just said to myself that, wow. In business, so. so the toasting was on phone. <laughs> <laughs> With full confidence, he just said this that I'm going to be his wife. I said, ah, who is this one? Like that. And okay, so how did you know you personally? How did you know that Kai is like, I like this guy? It took you away, so that means you. you did him like mm, he was busy doing all the conviction trying to <laughs> get me to accept and all that but prayerfully i considered it and i had peace so i said okay was there any special proposal you know like surprise proposal <laughs> you wouldn't want to hear this part of the story uh, unless, it, unless it's something that should not be okay Pro- proposal um if you mean the ring ring proposal or, or yeah the ring anyone anyone the one that is sweet the <laughs> one that people like to hear. <laughs> the one that people like to hear <laughs> mine was okay after he had made his intentions known for some months and all that so he just decided that i want to come and see your parents so, mm-hmm. so in our culture tradition there are procedures you have to do mm-hmm. so he met with my dad first he was on hot seat he was interviewed and asked questions okay so after that um him and his friends paid an official visit okay. to the house um that was that was when he stated his intentions to my parents and his friends and i think my uncle was there as well mm-hmm. so with few family members so they were around i think after that so he was um, nominated to go for a course to travel for a course abroad for six months so I just knew, okay, that was fine. I was happy because at least I had time. Yeah. I was serving too, as well. So I think he was on my a day to my POP, passing out parade, and he was to travel the next day. So when he actually dropped me off at home, casually, and I just laughed. <laughs> he said, hey, I forgot to, he just brought out one ring. <laughs> 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 in his words, I quote yeah. that he said the issue of will you marry me has passed because <laughs> <laughs> so he said I that I engage you in the name of your father. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think anyway I, I'm I'm also of that opinion because 
I've met your parents. Mm -hmm. I've told them I'm marrying you. So, so why would I do that and ask, will you marry me? Like, <laughs> if you say no now, what will happen? Will your parents give me back my money? No. Okay, so he just gave me the ring and I said, oh God, this is even oversized. <laughs> you couldn't even... And so we just laughed about it. Wow. Yes, yes, we just... He just jokingly did that. We laughed about it and that was it. Okay, so what are some of the like things about your husband that really stood out for you, like the qualities in him? Um, there's this perception of, of military men, especially in Nigeria, there's this military men and doctors. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They just feel like because of the fact that they always travel or they're always unavailable, they have maybe a certain character. Yeah. But what was it? Maybe mention some few okay. things that really stood well, um, number one, my husband loved the Lord, and he's someone that is honest. When I mean honest, he's a man of integrity. When mm. he says, I will do this, I will do it. Mm. If he cannot do it, he will let you know that he cannot do it. His punctuality, when he says, I will be in your house by two. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes two minutes to the two or a few minutes before that time. It's just there packed so that when it's exactly that time, he will call me and say, He's actually at my house. I, I love the fact that he's, he was a generous man. Mm. Very selfless. Like, he's someone that he was looking out for my convenience yeah. first and people around him. And um, I liked his patient character patience in the sense that he's someone that can wait not sharp sharp you must do this now whoa, whoa. Mm. No, no, no 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 and then he's someone that respects time and process okay. yes most times he will tell me ha huh, when it's time we'll get there when it's time you will get there like that I think um during the period before we got married when I was serving you know mm. Having little challenges with where I was serving my PPA, kept encouraging me that don't worry, one day it's going to be over. It's just time. It's a process. Mm -hmm. It's just time. It's a process. So I should just be patient and learn. Okay, and I loved his. Um, sometimes, most times, he doesn't smile. <laughs> mm, yeah. He, I think you need to be very close to him before he opens up. Okay. But he's a very simple human being. Mm. Very, he looks complicated from afar, but when you come close, he's very simple. And I love his, um, I love his sense of humor. He sounds like a very funny person. Ah, we joke <laughs> over everything, even serious things. I told you now. How can you be engaging myself? Ah, I forgot. <laughs> So we joke of almost over everything. You will even know when he's serious. Mm. So he said this life. No, 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 no. We can't be taking things too hard on ourselves. Yeah. So honestly, these are some of the things that I loved and I cherished about him. And he was someone that always wanted to hear my own side or my opinion. Mm. And my opinion most times was respected. But in the initial state, so when I'm saying this is what I want, no, 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 he wouldn't even <laughs> act like <laughs> he was going to do it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what I want that would actually be done. Yeah. 
So I said, okay, this, if this is it, no stress now. No I've said my own. <laughs> yes, right. All right. So before we get into the main part, yeah. your wedding. Mm-hmm. What's the one part of your wedding that you enjoyed the most? Hmm. Because me, I wish I was a military person. I just don't like the stress of becoming a military person. But I like that, you know, when they come in uniform mm-hmm. and then the sword crossing ceremony. Hurts so nice. But I don't know what part for the wedding. Of the wedding was it for you? Okay, um, the the military men did their ceremony and all that. But at some point, it was loud. The beating of the drums. <laughs> which, I was just tired <laughs> of everything. But what I really loved about my wedding and something I will never forget, mm-hmm. it was after the church event, we were moving to the reception. And so he, when we sat in the vehicle before we moved, mm-hmm. we had just settled in. And he held my hands and said, thank you for marrying me. Wow. And he said, you're looking very beautiful. I said, for your mind, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then we started laughing again. Yeah. So it, it looked very casual, but for me, that lot. was it. It meant a lot. Your husband is from which state? He's from Borno, too. Ah, okay. So you people did home, home, home match. Home match, yeah. Home match. Okay, all right. So, um, how long were you married for before? Okay, um, we we're married for exactly two years and three days. Two years, three days. Okay, so. Um, this is the part that I know can can shake and all, but um, you 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 experienced a very big loss. Um, as much as you can, can you narrate the happenings of the day leading to the time? Yes, as much as you can. Wherever you feel is too much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you. Um, few months before my husband passed away, I think he traveled and returned, and then their promotion was close. Yeah. So we kept praying and hoping that he would actually get promoted. What rank was he then? Okay, he was a captain to be promoted to a major. Okay, okay. So in the army, in the mid army. From that major cadre, I think you are now a senior officer. Yeah. Ah, so trust me, my prayer was cannot <laughs> <laughs> before my husband yeah. so that he would be promoted to the rank of a major. And I think after the list was out, or was it before then? He started complaining of um, chest pain, chest pain. He comes back and tells me, babe, my chest is paining me together but at some point he i said i know you have a very bad eating habit so probably it could be ulcer mm-hmm. or something and he said yes and then he went to the hospital for um, a medical checkup he went to see a cardiologist i think okay. yes and i think for on two occasions they monitored his bp for like 24 hours if there was there some things like that they had to put on him okay. um, that would be used to monitor his BP. And so after that um, test was carried, I think after that test was done, was given some medication and he was getting better, he was fine. 
Though he couldn't tell me the exact thing that's wrong mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. So we, I had to work on his diet and all that. But he was fine, gallant. He, still, he was still going to work, mm -hmm. doing everything very well. And so most times his complaint would be climbing the staircase because of where we live in the barracks. Mm -hmm. We're upstairs. So he'll come back and tell me he's actually panting. In fact, most times I could feel him panting mm -hmm. really hard. And then he said to so that very day, okay, or before he died, he was the promotion list was out. Mm. By the grace of God, he was promoted. Mm. I was so excited about it. And we he was decorated as well. Wow. Yes, he was decorated eight days before he died. So for me he was I was so happy, I was so excited about it. But somehow he was not just excited about the promotion but i said ah, military men sometimes what makes you happy is not what makes them happy <laughs> so i said ah, it's, it's a normal thing okay yeah. but we're really excited and we, we appreciated god for that so that very day okay our anniversary was on the 12th of october okay yeah so it was we're two years in marriage and i could remember that very day in the evening he said, ha, come, mama, na. let me hug you. Two years, no confusion. I said, ah, I'm telling you, we need to celebrate. <laughs> so, uh, that very day, the following day, he took me to the office and he just looked at me. I was supposed to make my hair the weekend before anniversary. He said, no, 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 I should leave my hair like that. I should just leave it. There's no need for me to make my hair. When he was taking me to the office, he just looked at me and said, Ah, you look like Amaria today. Amaria mm -hmm. is like new bride. New bride, yeah. I said, I beg, let's just go, okay? <laughs> so we just laughed and he dropped me off at work. So that Friday, that was three days after our anniversary, mm -hmm. in the morning. Okay, the night before then, I noticed each time I, wake, I woke up to breastfeed our baby, mm -hmm. he was awake. So I know he reads a lot. Okay. So I felt okay. He's one of those things. So I asked him, "How far are you good?" He said, "He's fine. He's okay." So, and I noticed even the night before he died, when mm. he did, when he led the devotion for us, he just laid back and even asked me to pray. Mm. So I mean, most times, if he's not feeling well, that's when he would delegate me to do things. But yeah. the normal day, he doesn't like yeah. even sending me on errands. No. Okay. Mm. So he just told me that, babe, please pray. I just saw the way he relaxed on the yeah. on, on the couch. It's abnormal. We're praying and you feel like lying down. Yeah. So that very morning, he pleaded with me and told me that he's not going to take him to work today. You have to go and see the doctor before going to work. I said, fine, it's okay. So he asked me to prepare oat for him okay. that morning. So quickly did if I most times if he asked me to do breakfast I'm always happy because he doesn't like eating breakfast in the morning <laughs> before leaving the house. Yeah. His own is just walk walk walk. So I was excited time I made his breakfast. He had his oat that morning and he was playing with our daughter on the bed while I was preparing for work as well. Mm. So when I was ready I just met him and he said okay 
he was dressed up completely and told me, babe, now Uchi, that is, I've gone. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've gone. And I just, because I was preparing, I was trying to dress our baby, mm. dress her up. So I just needed to, pardon talk later. So I can remember how I looked at him walk out of the room. Mm. And that was the very last time I saw my husband. So that morning I was very reluctant about going to the office. I didn't leave the house till almost 10 a.m. In fact, my colleagues were worried. They said, mm. I didn't know if I was not coming to work, I would actually send a message yeah. or put a call out and said I wouldn't be able to make it to this or they actually felt maybe something was wrong with my baby mm. so I actually I just strolled into the office and they're like ah, what happened I said I'm fine fine I treated my boss and all that so even at work I was just moody mm. and everything I didn't just know what was happening to me and then when it was almost two o'clock because mm. I was in nursing mother then leave the office by the way so i saw his call but before then we were just chatting i was asking how is he doing assisting the doctor so mm. he was replying because i didn't want to call probably he would be yeah. with the doctor so he wouldn't be able to pick my call so yeah. we we're just chatting and then when i called no he called me a few minutes mm. to 2 p.m that was mm. like one something yeah. almost 2 p.m so he called me and said, ah, babe, how are you? I rest fine, we greeted and told me, he's done with the hospital, far, but they, they said he's okay, but he's still feeling pain. I said, okay. But I said, I was just worried. I said, ah, how can they say you're fine, but mm, you're still feeling pain? He said, oh. I said, no problem. So he said, he told me, I'm okay, I'll be going to the office. When you come back now, at some point, a lot of things were going through my mind. I said, okay, the hospital will have seen something, but he's fine. According to them, he's okay. Because if he wasn't okay, they wouldn't discharge him or let him go in the first place. And again, that was the last time I spoke to my husband. When he was two, we closed and we got back home. So the usual thing, once I get home, I let him know that I'm back home. Mm. Or once he reaches the office as well, he would call me to let me know he's at the office. So I got home. I tried calling him. His number wasn't reachable. So I felt, okay, the office was actually at um, after University of Abuja. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So I felt uh, airport road, probably network issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just calmed down and said I would check on him later. And so my neighbor came, she, my friend in the barracks then, she came and then we were just gisting and all that. And all of a sudden, I just felt like fear gripped my heart. I was just confused. You know when, I don't know how to explain this, how someone will say, bunker I fight you or something. Your heart started, I just felt <laughs> good like that. All of a sudden, yeah. fear gripped my heart. And we're gisting. So I got up. I tried calling and I started praying immediately. I said, God, whatever it is, Father, have mercy. But I don't know what the problem is. So I reached out to my mom mm. because I had called him like two or three times. He didn't pick mm. my call. And I actually know we, the way we communicate with my husband. 
if he rejects my call, it is an answer for me. Yeah. So I know he's busy. I don't call back. Yeah. Or most times, if he's with his boss, he might just send me a message. He's busy, or maybe the phone was call waiting. Or he would just call me back and say, "Thank you, right here. I'll call yeah, you back. Yeah. I'll call you back." But this one, I kept calling. The phone was the call was not rejected, and the phone was not on call waiting. Nothing. It was unlike him. So I called my mom. I said, "Ah, this is it. he, this is what happened in the morning. He told me he was going to the hospital, and all that." So my mom said, "Don't worry. Let's pray. Meanwhile, I should keep trying." Mm -hmm. So his colleague called me, and so we greeted. He said, eh, "Madam, your husband. Have you heard from him?" I said, ah, "He's supposed to be at the office by now." Mm -hmm. He now said, okay, okay, no problem. How am I doing? And how's the baby? I said, she's fine. So I even sent him a message. I said, um, babe, how far? Um, Major Yakubo just asked of you. Are you okay? You should have been in the office by now. Mm. No response. Then I just told myself, no, I know this man. Because on several locations, he'll tell me, ah, babe, I make you say no, okay. Sorry, I visit outside. No, okay. Uh, okay. In his words, he tell me, I beg you, drip. That means I, I didn't know what happened today. He was on medication and yeah. even had, he took drip today at the clinic or something. And I'd be like, Really? It's now you're telling me. Okay. So something was told me, I I know my husband. What if he was admitted and he didn't want to tell me? So quickly, I just called his cosmate's wife who lives in the neighborhood and her husband works in the same place with my husband as well. Mm. So I just called her, I told her that please, um, she should help me ask her husband, did, she, did he see my husband today at work? Mm. And he said, eh, he was also waiting for him today. He didn't see him as well. So the cosmate just told me that I should send, bring my baby and the nanny to his house mm. and let's go and check on him at the hospital. Mm -hmm. So he came and then we went to the hospital on arriving the hospital, on one of the doctors that know me, mm -hmm. I just met him straight. I told him, sir, my husband was here today, and I can't, I'm trying to reach him. He's not picking his calls and all that. He said, eh, yes, madam, he was here earlier and all that. He just asked me, who did I come with? I said, I came with his cosmates. Mm -hmm. And then he took his cosmates out of the hospital premises and told me to sit down. I said, hey. You're telling me to sit down. I couldn't sit. I was just restless. I was just praying. I said, God, have mercy. I just called my mom. I said, Mommy, this is it. I'm at the hospital. And the doctor just walked out with his cosmates. And they're telling me to sit. And they're not telling me anything. My mom said, no problem. We're coming to your house now with your father. So when they were done discussing, he just told me that, uh, Madam, he's his condition got bad and he was in ICU. I said, okay, I see. Fine. Which hospital? No, I didn't even ask which hospital before then. I said, if he's in ICU, I know I will not be able to enter, but I should be able to see him. They said, no, that he's in another hospital. He's been moved to another hospital. I said, okay, which hospital? They said, no, no, I shouldn't worry that they are taking care of it. They will handle it. I should just go home and take care of the baby. I said, go home and take care of the baby. So on our way, I just told the cosmate, I said, is my husband dead or alive? Couldn't say anything. And his eyes became red all of a sudden. They were teary, like. Mm. 
me but then i said mm -mm. it's not what i'm thinking so i just called my husband's elder brother and then gave him the doctor's number and the classmate brought me home so when, when i got home i spoke to my mom this is it this is what happened this is what they told us at the hospital they said no problem just a few minutes my parents arrived to my house they got to my house but before then i just took his picture and i was just crying out for mercy just saying god you just have mercy on me because i can't understand i don't seem to understand what was happening but along the line after the prayer i just So it was almost evening and then I met my neighbor and told my neighbor this is what happened to So I said okay that she don't know she's going to call um army headquarters okay. if there's anything or if you try to reach out to the military because he wasn't a military no he wasn't an army officer, he was a naval officer. Okay. Yeah, so he was he said he would get back to me. I said okay sir. So after a while, my neighbor came in. By then, my parents had arrived. So he asked, who are they to me? I said, this is my father and this is my mother. So he just called my father out. Just kept quiet. And then my dad walked in. I saw his eyes. And my mom asked him in our dialect. Said, is everything okay? He now said, no. He's gone. That was what he told my mom. Mm. Okay, so by then, the, my neighbor was walking in mm. with some military officers, ah. very senior military officers. When I looked at them, I said, no, now on a normal day, you can't come and visit me. You can't. And that was how they broke the news to me. They told me, it's unfortunate he died on his way to the office. According to them, I think he was on his way and then the chest pain started. Mm. He parked along the road mm. and started calling for help. So people came and he was trying to pull off his uniform. And before his call, so calls were coming in, but they couldn't pick my call because my picture was there. So obviously they knew I was the wife. Yeah. So nobody responded to my call. But any calls that were coming in from his colleagues, People that were around him actually picked. So that was how his colleagues were able to get to the thing, the mm. incident, the scene. And before they could arrive, he had already gone. Yes, according to his colleague that told me that was there, he said he tried talking to him, checked something. He said it's like a pulse something around the yeah. neck. Yeah, mm, and then the one at the hand, he wasn't responding. In fact, the people there did not even know he had gone because his eyes were open. He was just sitting relaxed. He didn't even know. So, mm. and that was it. So, um, when it happened, how how did this this affect your relationship with God? Um, were there challenges relating with God? Like, okay, why me? Or and then maybe I'll just ask 
like multiple questions so that I can just quickly I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. And so happy to affect your relationship with God. Number two, when you when when whenever you look at your daughter, how old was she? She was ten months. She was ten months. Mm. So your daughter's ten months and how did you what when you look at her what comes to your mind? Because let's start from there. When you look at your daughter, what, what comes, comes to, to my mind? <laughs> Whoa. She's a carbon copy of her father. Yeah, I saw it. I just looked at the picture and said, hey, mm-hmm. this one is. <laughs> yes, he's just, he just took a little bit of my complexion. Yeah. But she's a carbon copy of her father. And so each time I just look at her, sometimes I feel I was privilege to grow up with my father yeah. and my father is still alive but my daughter is sometimes I feel bad sometimes it's consoling because I feel I, I thank God that the union was blessed yeah with her so she's a major gift to my life and sometimes I wonder you know she's she's growing she's just two years plus and I'm really scared I'm really scared because I'm thinking of what to tell her when she starts asking questions because she will definitely ask questions one day I know she would ask me, where is my daddy? Or who is my daddy? But in the midst of it, I still thank God for this precious gift. Because she's, I tell you, she's the biggest consolation that I have. Yeah. Most times her hugs, her kisses, mm. her smiles, her trying to jump over my body, you know. <laughs> I smile, she makes me happy. So honestly, God has used her to really be a source of comfort in my life. Do I have my fears? I have my worries concerning her. Sorry to cut you, but you mentioned some of the fears and as much as you can. So you mentioned what would you tell her mm-hmm. when she grows up? Yeah. What, what other fears do you also have? Uh, if, if you feel you can talk about it, like, what are the fears do you also have? Okay, um, another one is by the time she starts going to school and start mingling proper, mm. when people start moving around and say, My daddy did this, my daddy did that, mm. my daddy did this. Okay, how I'm, sometimes I feel, how would my daughter feel when that time comes? Most times it's like fear of the unknown. Yeah. Okay, because right now she's growing, so she doesn't really know a lot. True. She doesn't know a lot. But if he's taking care of her, I know that I know God, God has said in his word that he's the father to the offer. Mm. So I'm not even bothered what she will eat, what she will drink, what she will wear, how she will grow, her schooling. No, 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 no. I'm not worried about that at all. 
because God has decided to be to father her, yeah. both spiritually and biologically, yeah. everything. He said, this one is my own. Mm. So, no, no, when it comes to that aspect, I'm, I'm very relaxed. Okay. And I mean, I'm very relaxed about it. You know, I can just only picture it. It's like, um, I've had one or two people that I know that have lost loved ones. And I, I find it very difficult to console them because... Um, like you said, my father and my mother mm. are still very much alive, and in fact, they are overactive. Yeah. yeah. And so you come over and you see somebody that has lost, maybe somebody precious, and how do you console the person? And one of the things I've, I've noticed, one of the people in, in the Tyler community recently lost her mother. I think she lost her father when she was young. But she lost her mother, and the first question she asked me is, why didn't God answer? I prayed. I prayed and I asked God, why didn't God answer me? So that's what leads me to that question. Mm. Uh, how did this affect your relationship with God? Was there a point where this whole believing in God thing was just a big, let us leave it for? <laughs> and if there was, how did God bring you to the point of healing where you can now still trust Him and believe that His plans for you are good? Okay. Yeah. Um. When it happened, I was like, God, why? Why me? But I pleaded for your mercy. I kept pleading for your mercy. But that was for like a few days. But I remembered how God has seen me through my life. I knew how God was so intentional about me from childbirth to primary school to secondary school to my university days to my service year to even to the point of marriage i knew he loved me so much i knew he loved me but you know at at that early stage i couldn't pray most times I go to God, I just go there crying. I don't even know what to say. So I spoke to my mom and I told my mom, Mommy, I want to pray, but I can't pray. And she said, just go there. Let your tears do the prayer. Sometimes I go there, I don't even know what to say. For weeks, for a while, it was like that. I go to the place of prayer, I don't know what to say. If I'm able to say anything, please thank you, Jesus. If at all, I'm able to say a few things. But it took a while. It took a while for me to open up. And that scripture that says, <laughs> in all things, we should give thanks. In all things. <sighs> Even when the situation is favorable or when it's not favorable. We should still give thanks. And gradually, God used the family of believers, my loved ones, my family. You know, everybody will come, some will console you, everybody will say this, say that. But there are some that when they open their mouth to talk, you know that this is God mm. speaking to you. One woman came. Do you know, honestly, I can't even remember her face. And she told me that 
I should please utilize this moment of my life because God is very near to me. Like he's close. God is close. She, she told me that she might pray and fast before she get her answers to her prayers. But as I am like this, a widow, you are God's wife. She said I should utilize it. I should utilize the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And I said, Anna, wow. Honestly, I can't even recognize this woman again. If you should tell me how does she look, I can't describe her. So then I just said to myself, in the midst of it, God is still God. He has not changed. And He still loves me. And He's aware. He knows that I'm money. He knows that I'm in pain. So honestly, along the line, I started picking up. I could pray. Mm. I could not study my Bible. And I was just, sometimes I will cry in the place of prayer. Sometimes I give thanks, you know. Mm. But gradually, gradually, God was just helping me. God was helping me through the pain. So honestly, we're humans. And sometimes I felt, why now, God? Why? Why now? How old am I? Young girl, in fact, most people that came to visit just came. Some would say, Small girl like you, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh. But why are they saying all of that? <laughs> yes, you know, I, the, the age, considering the age, mm -hmm. some just felt, uh -uh. and I had a baby, you know, and then a lot of people felt since he was a military man, they thought he died in Sambisa or okay, in, yeah. in the northeast. Okay, and so a lot of people came. They were just some. God used some to bless my life. Mm. I know, and I was, I was really, really touched, inspired, and I was encouraged. And some people <laughs> were especially interceding for me. They were. I know some of some of my mother's friends, her group of friends. Mm. That were especially praying for me. That was their duty. I had my friends, my colleagues, my siblings that were praying for me. Because the truth of the matter is how I survived this, I mm. can't explain. I can't explain. Because I know the relationship we had with my husband. We're always playful. Mm. Everybody around me, like, we don't take even serious things, we don't discuss things seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but God has helped me. God has helped me, and He's still helping me because it's a process compared to when it happened and now. Yeah. The difference is clear. I remember when I heard, I think that day, I don't know, me and Paul, something made us to chat. And then I think in the midst of the chat, he just said, Baba, so I have to go there. Next thing he said, my sister's husband is dead. So in my mind, I was trying to, you know how we are now in the north? Mm -hmm. Sister can mean cousin, can mean neighbor, can mean, do you understand? Many yeah. things. So I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, maybe it's one of these. I was like, wait, you mean your sister that I just met this guy? Yeah. 
say yes. I say ah. It didn't. It didn't really just make sense to me. And um, like I said, um, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. So I didn't know what to say at that time. So I didn't say a word. I did not even say one thing. All I know is I was just called Paul. And I okay, I should sister. I hope she's fine. I just I hope she's fine. How's the baby? And mm-hmm. then sometimes Paul will call and tell me that that he has to play with the niece or something. But one one thing you mentioned that I would just like you to maybe talk a little bit more on is the role of your family in your healing process because you made mention of how they all just came around from daddy, mommy, your brothers. Um, and I think one mistake that we make is we create a family out of another society. So for instance, maybe you're in a church mm. and you you give so much time to people in the church and you totally forget that you have your own family. Mm. Yes. That's and, true. Um, I lost an uncle two years, uh, two years now, yeah, two years or so. He, two weeks before he died, he called me, said, he called me with a strange number, so I was like, hello. I've been guided to say, I said yes. He said, don't you know it's me? I was like, oh, uncle, sorry. He said, you don't have my number. He was shouting, I was very mm-hmm. upset and all. Um, and I said, sorry, he said, eh. But I said, I don't have this number. He said, eh. He said, save it now, save it now. The last thing he told me is that, is that family is the most important thing. If everybody leaves you, family will still be there. And that's the last thing that my uncle ever told me. And then I think two, two weeks later, um, 5.30, so calls, told me that he had died. In fact, he was in the hospital. They had finished doing his checkup. Oh. And um, he was meant to be discharged that day. The doctor said, let's just leave you to monitor you, go back the next day. So he told the people in the house, hey, just, you know, clean up the house, fix up the house. I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back with a bang, this guy. So they should prepare. So while they're in the hospital, they just woke up, said, to ease himself. So usually somebody used to assist him, he said no. But he stayed too long and then I found out that he had slumped and died in the in the toilet. But it, that's the word that just stays with me. And I noticed how you kept on mentioning the family. So can you just share a little bit more how your family has helped you from the time when you heard the news up to this point? Okay. Well, I, if there's anything I keep thanking God for, is the gift of wonderful parents and my siblings. Yes. Um, in my confused state, the first person I called was my mom. And you could see she left whatever she was doing. In fact, according to my mom, that was after the 40 days, everything. Yeah. She said she was making her hair. She had to stop. Just put on, tie her hair, and mm. then they drove down to my house with my father immediately. My parents have stood by me. From the incident, my mom was in my house for like till 40 days. My mom has, did not leave my side. My father kept coming. You know our culture now, men don't. <laughs> yeah. You know men, do, they, the parents hardly even visit their visit children's the homes. Yeah. So when they come, you know that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> mm. So I, I really thank God for 
my my parents, my siblings. And God has really used them to console and encourage me. Mm. In fact, sometimes or most times when I'm going home, I try as much as possible not to even cry in their presence or do anything else because I could tell, you know. In fact, my, my mom broke down. Yes, she did. She did. But I, I thank God for the way they stood by me. They kept praying for me. They kept encouraging me. They did not leave my side. Not just my parents, my nuclear family, my parents and siblings. Yeah. They are siblings as well. Mm. My uncles and my aunties. They kept calling me, kept checking on me. Some were even in my house, like, we're in this together. Honestly, I, I, I can't stop thanking God for it. I can't thank God enough. Mm. For the gift of my parents and you can see for my siblings since i lost my husband there was no day i slept in that house alone without any of my siblings if one is not around the both of them are around yeah if one is not around the both of them are around they live whatever they are doing you could imagine leaving your father's house and say okay we are living with our sister or come rain come sunshine mm -hmm. they were with me because at some point I had to leave the house. After 40 days, mm. I went back home to go and rest. I went back to my parents' house to rest because at some point, the visitations were getting so much and overwhelming. So yeah. I needed time to just rest for a while. So after the 40 days prayer, I went home. And then when my leave was about rounding up, I returned to my house and I came with my siblings. And as you can see, I'm still living with my siblings. And there's no D. This is for like a year and eight months now. Mm -hmm. Yes, a year and eight months I lost my husband. And somebody is always in the house with me. Someone is always in the house with me. Either David or Paul. Or the both of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, so honestly, God has used them to help. Um, so we're almost done. You've done very well so far. Right? <laughs> You've done very well so far. So, um, for people, it okay. So this is a question I have to ask. Yeah. Okay. How does it feel when you are you work in an office, twenty nine people? When they do maybe Valentine's or mm. even though like, I'm not too sure that our generation. Maybe some few husbands are very nice. Maybe they surprise their wives and do stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you cope in such situations where people may be talking about their husband? Oh, me and my husband did this. Mm -hmm. Or, ah, my husband just got... And you know how they can just keep on... They're not intending to make mention of the fact because maybe you lost your husband and all. They're just being sincere about their joy. How do you, how do you go through all those moments? Okay, um, thank you. A few months... After I resumed work, it was most people, when people are talking about their spouses, I just feel bad. I wish mine was there, mm. especially those calls, you know, that checking up, minty minty, babe, how are you? How's the office? If we're not talking, at least I know my phone. I'll just check. Check, yeah. Yes, there's a message and all that. At some point, I was feeling bad, you know, and 
things like that make me miss my husband. Sometimes mm. I even break down the hospital. I just walk out, go to the restroom, cry, refresh my face, <laughs> and come back like nothing happened. But gradually, God, God helped me. Even I will join you in the gist and we'll laugh <laughs> about it and tell you, bring me my own, oh, yeah. you know. So, in that aspect, God has helped me. He has really helped me. I don't see it as um, a reason for me to be sad or to just feel, God, why me? And Initially, it was like that for yeah. some months. But along the line, as I started learning the attitude of thanksgiving, I was just thanking God. And then I felt peace in my spirit. I look back, to go back to sweet memories, and I thank God for it. Mm. Thank God for it. I still, Sometimes I go back to our chat, our voice notes, when he's teasing me, I will laugh. And no, so you kept the chat and voice notes? Oh, I kept them. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I kept them. I kept them. I, I, I still have a, a lot of them. So it's it's really consoling with pictures, sometimes videos. Yeah. One day you feel I will just see this and cry. Initially I used to cry, but no, 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 no. I go back to the memories, I just laugh. Yeah. I just laugh and I thank God. So I have two more questions, but then this one is personal. So if you cannot answer, just say, mm. I will not answer. Um, <laughs> Do you think you will love again? Or will you give love a chance again? Um, it's, it's, let, me, let me tell you why I'm sharing this. So my auntie that was, I told you about my auntie that lost mm. her husband. In fact, her, she's, it's my uncle, so he married from Plateau. Okay. And so um, she was married into our family and all. Okay. And so I had a discussion with her one time. Um, until will you marry again? I think there was a time where she was like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, this thing, because mm -hmm. um, I've not been married, but I know there's this level of affection, attention, care that you get. Mm -hmm. I think at that point in time, she was at the height of the need for that attention and affection. She was like, yes, this how many years now? She's still, <laughs> she's still like that, and so, I used to ask her, like, Auntie, how far now? Like, are you going to get married at all? She's like, I've my children. That that's what's on her mind right now. She's not really thinking about herself. That maybe when they're older, she may give love a chance. So, I don't know. Do you think you give love a chance or... Um, well, for now, yeah. I can't say if I can give love a chance now, mm. yes, because I feel I'm still in the process of healing. And when it comes to giving love a chance, I, God is still working on me. Yes, God is still working on me. And I know when, he, when it's right, or when the time is right, mm. when he wants me to, he has a way of communicating it to me that I will understand mm. that it is time for me to to love again or to give love a chance. But you see that area of my life right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. 
no matter the agony or whatever you can call it, God still loves you. God still loves you. And God is aware, He knows. And in the, in the midst of that pain, you should look unto Jesus. <laughs> there is a help and the aspect of the help of God that I cannot explain. And you might not, you will not explain how God does it. I can't explain. But God is there and He will help you as long as you look unto Him. Two, okay, or thirdly, you trust in the Lord. Some people come oh, when when you're just bereaved, and mm. people come, people will come and make empty promises. I will do this for you. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. I'm not saying that's bad, though. Yeah. No, some actually keep to their words, but most people don't. So don't look up to any man. Don't look up to any man. And then, whatever it is, just open your mouth and say it. Tell God. Someone looked for your trouble. God. <laughs> As a young widow, if I, one of my consoling things is I have come to the understanding that I'm God's wife. Yeah. And I know how my husband treated me. I said, this is just a man. Yeah. If a mortal man can treat me like this, what more of God? Mm. Ah, no, 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 no. Anybody that do for my trouble. <laughs> Straight to God. Straight to God. I won't, I won't shout much. No, 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 no. And I have seen God come through for me. Not once, not twice, not... I can't even count it. Wow. I've seen God's provision. Sometimes I don't even pray about it. I just say, my God, I, I need this. I just say, oh, dear Lord, please, I, I need this. I say it casually. Sometimes in less than 24 hours, I get it. Just few days ago, I was just entering the house and I say, ah, dear Lord, I wish someone can just give me this amount. But you know, the following day, that morning, hmm. I woke up with that exact amount. Someone sent it to me. Yeah. And he said, eh, no, I just felt bad in my ah, heart. Your husband has <laughs> to send you money. Yes, my husband has told them to send me money. <laughs> wow. So, so live with it, and then, with, as a young widow, there are a lot of pressures, but don't bow down to it. Yeah. When you say pressure from evil men, pressure from family, mm. and some will tell you, "Are you go and marry now? Go and marry? Go and marry?" No. Please take your time and and learn. And in the midst of it. Thank God. Yeah. In the midst of it, thank God. Okay. So the last thing is, um, no, I think I'll rephrase the question. Okay. I've gotten to, but so your your daughter is a year plus. She's two years. Two plus. years plus. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, you were married for two years plus, and then I was married. Yeah, I was married for two years, yes. and then I, Daniela was ten months when her father died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so no, I understand. But I'll just be very confused. So, okay, okay. Anyway, so um, imagine Daniela is listening to this particular episode now. Mm 
And what do you want her to remember her father for being? Okay. Yeah, so that's the last thing. So okay. just picture that Daniela listening now. All right. Um, to my little girl, um, your father loved the Lord. He loved people. And he was a generous man. To the extent that when he comes home and he says, Ah, babe, I... I got money today in the office. If he says is okay, let's say is ten naira. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm not expecting him to give me ten naira because you see, I've shared it. This is the remaining. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's a lover of people. Yeah. He's a selfless person, and he's always considerate of the other party. How would this person feel? Wow. Yes. And your father was a principled man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When it comes to doing things the right way. Mm. You don't cut he doesn't cut corners. No. And so to my baby girl, I know one day you would come to listen to this. Know that God loves you. And your father has always been praying for you. Mm. Few weeks before he died, they are always having their daddy and daughter moments. Of course, I used to be jealous, but there was nothing I could, <laughs> I could do about it. So most times he would just carry her place on his chest and he was, he was speaking over your life, Daniela. Yes. So me, I, I used to like that moment because at least I'll be able to do one or two things. <laughs> In the house, yeah. and he was your your father was a very very supportive man. He helped me with my chores as a military man. Yes, I never ever expected that aspect of him, but I saw him do that. Even with some things for Daniela, at least you could see that effort. Mm. And he was someone that always appreciated my efforts. If I cook food. Tell me, thank you, but is my money, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the meal. It was nice, but though it's with my money, but thank you. <laughs> and your father is someone that I always look forward to having evening devotions with. Uh, my uh, our evening devotions was that family altar. It was more like a gisting ground and it was a bonding moment for us. Yeah. You know when you come to study the word of God and then you relate it to stories, 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 stories. For most times you tell us this happened in the office today, you see, as the scripture is saying. And it was something you would want to always attend, mm -hmm. honestly. And your father taught me to be calm and be patient. <laughs> I don't have to always... Um, get things done my own way sometimes i need to give time and process the chance for things to happen and honestly daniela your father was a blessing to my life i have benefited from the relationship he has built and i'm still benefiting from the relationship he has built from with people yes so, to my baby girl, God loves you. 
it was not a mistake that your father had to go when you were 10 months so just know that you are privileged to be fathered by God he said you you are my own okay to be to be fathered on this special note I think that is it for now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, thank you so much, Mrs. Janet. Thank you. Thank it's you. it's a big and uh, you don't know what you've done. Like for me, I've just sat there and there are many things I've learned. I've just listened to. Um I like the fact that you you know you you've given God an office in your life. God is my husband, mm. but you took my husband, you have now assumed the role. Yeah. Oh yeah. So do the work and I I like that revelation. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you thank for you, sharing you a very personal part of your life. You. And I believe it will really bless people. Thank you so much. God thank bless you. you. Thank you. Hey, dear Tyler. I'm sure you can really, really attest to the fact that it was such a beautiful story. Very touching to imagine all that she went through. But um, this is the, I think, some of the things that I really, really got from our discussion. You know, what she said is understanding that irrespective of the things that happen in our lives, right, God is good. That is constant, right? So the goodness of God and the love that God has for us is not... Um, is not hinged on our on the occurrences in our life or the things that happen. So even if I have a tragic um, event, I experience a tragic event in my life, it is not an indication that God does not love me or it's not an indication that God is not good. No. So the goodness of God is a consistent thing. Number two, the beauty of family. The beauty of family. Um, the way she spoke about her family and how they came to support and I think it's something that we really, really need to look out for. If God has ever given you a family that loves you and cares for you, then it's something that you should be grateful for. You should be grateful for. Um, and then, you know, another part where um, no regrets, you know. Whether you marry early, whether you marry late, the point is, you know, marry the person that you truly love and someone that is out for you. You understand? The way she spoke about her husband was so beautiful. Uh, I don't really have a prayer, but I just think, take out time today and thank God for the people in your life, the ones that are still there, the ones that were there and left, either because of um, their demise or maybe their season had passed or something. But I think it would just be a very, very nice time for you to just be grateful. Right, I think it's very important. So just take out time, Tyler, today and thank God for the beauty of family and the beauty of experiencing love through the heart and the eyes of whoever it might have been, right? So I trust that you'll have an awesome day, right? Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Take care. Bye.